Hello and welcome to In the Art Scene podcast, a place where creatives share their stories. My name is Galina Marquez and I have another cool story prepared for you today. So let's get to it. Hello and welcome to the last interview of season four of In the Art Scene podcast. And I am having a very special guest. I was kind of hunting, not specifically for her, but for someone with her experience and uh, expertise in a certain area of art business, which is NFT. I know I had only one episode on NFT. It was a while ago and probably a lot of people missed it. And it was from a little bit of a different perspective. So I'm happy to introduce you to Emily Drury. Do I pronounce it correctly? Yes, yes, yes. absolutely. From, uh, from the company, uh, a fairly new company called Voice, uh, voice.com, which is a specifically fine art NFT company with a totally different approach from what you guys can hear on the internet. So let's start with introducing you properly. So... <laughs> Great. Welcome, uh, yeah. Welcome Thank to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, yeah, so I'm Emily. I lead marketing for Voice. Um, I've been with the company for almost two years now, um, though our platform is um, even newer than that. It's it's only a few months old at this point. Um, and uh, I basically um, focus on spreading the word both about what Voice is doing as a company and what we're building from a marketplace perspective, but then also I have the opportunity and the delight to spread the word about the fantastic artist community that exists on voice um, and help grow that community and make sure that um, people are finding success in the NFT space. So lots to talk about here um, and uh, yeah, very excited to, to share my experience with you. Well, welcome to the podcast. And uh, the first question I want to ask you has nothing to do with NFT. Uh, Do you have any art background yourself? (laughs) No, I do not. Um, I come from a media background, actually, um, from a journalism in training, spent a lot of time in in the media publishing world um, and ended up at Voice because initially Voice's first product was a tokenized social media platform. Um, And so that aligned really nicely with my skill set. And, um, you know, I've done the community building throughout my career. And so when the the, um, product pivoted from the social media platform to an NFT marketplace, um, we found that it was really helpful to have somebody from a not art background um, who's able to kind of help translate um, what's happening in this space um, to people who are looking to enter um, the art world. So really um, using that as kind of like my superpower in communicating to people that it's not too late um, to get into the art world, even if you've never explored before. Um, but I do also heavily rely on the members of my team who come from an art background. Um, two women on my team have previously worked at galleries, um, one of them has worked um, at you know various organizations that um, kind of are, I would say make up part of the art world. So there's a lot of expertise that we have that I that I learn from. But um, I personally wish I um, I'm not an artist myself um, and uh, have not worked in the in the world before. So how are you feeling yourself working with artists? <laughs> Our community sometimes can be crazy, I know. <laughs> it, it has been such a delight, though, because um, people, the creativity um, and the like unique expertise of every single artist that I've met and worked with um, has just been stunning. And 
you know, I've, I've worked with um, like creators or influencers or, you know, people um, in like not the art world, but kind of like who also produce um, for a living. And so it's been like, I'm able to translate some of those skills, but then definitely I'm learning a lot um, continuously about um, kind of how things always work, um, how things, how people wish things worked. Um, and so, yeah, it's definitely an evolving experience for me, but it's been, it's been a delight. Well, glad to hear that you're such an advocate for our community. <laughs> All right. So we spoke a little bit offline before started recording. Um, what's, what's in the agenda for this interview? And, and it's my personal, uh, should I say problem? Uh, I have been watching very carefully, um, the nft market uh, unraveling in the art world and i am heavily skeptical about that uh, having a marketing background myself and now being involved full-time in the in the art community uh it really um concerned me when a lot of artists started jumping onto nft without really having any support or understanding how that works And uh, I know that voice is making that much easier, and we will talk about it a little bit later. Uh, but NFT is something like this is a totally different concept. This is a blockchain uh, situation that that not that many people understand without having uh, a, a lot of a digital background and economic background, right? Uh, let alone artists. Uh, so. Let's, can you can you please tell me a little bit about where this industry is right now and what that means for artists, how that works? So since since you're a translator yes. <laughs> from that language yeah. to our language. No, that's a, that's a great question. And um, I feel like I already have, yeah, I, I really appreciate the angle that you're coming to this conversation with, with like a healthy skepticism um, and a, like a protectiveness of, of artists is, is what I'm really sensing. Um, because I think the way that the world got introduced to NFTs um, didn't necessarily give the technology the best rep, right? Um, you know, when we, when many of us first started hearing about it and like when it, NFT started making headlines, it was because of these like massive sales of individual pieces of art or because of these collections um, that, you know, offered exclusivity, but also like there was a little bit of like scamminess, you know, vibes to it. And now, of course, like as the industry has exploded, um, there's just a lot going on. And, and I think that it's actually very smart to tread carefully into a new industry like this. Um, but what I always, I always want to say is to kind of separate out like NFTs from blockchain, from crypto, like those are all separate concepts, really. Like what I think of the, the technology offered by an NFT really allows you to make um, an asset um, sellable, right? So if, if you kind of like strip away all of the noise of what's happening Um, with these kind of massive um, collections and platforms is really like you have a digital asset that you previously could not sell to someone and now you can. Um, and, and so if you, you look at it that way, it feels a lot different, right? It feels more um, not just approachable, but also uh, beneficial to the art industry because it's actually expanding the art market. Um, I think I have a few predictions and I, and, and also kind of like 
you know, where the space is now, as you asked, like the last few years have been really crazy. There's been growth. There's been a lot of attention with a lot of attention comes a lot of bad actors. Um, I think that right now we're in the period of kind of like sifting through um, a lot of noise. Um, and I think in the next few years, what we're going to see is a lot of stabilization of what the technology has to offer and which platforms and um, initiatives are kind of building truly for the benefit of artists and creators and which ones are kind of got into it for the hype and a quick buck. So from Voices perspective, um, we are uh, purely focused on artists, right? Like the way that we've built our platform is we only, um, we only make money as a platform if our artists make money, right? And so um, we are hyper focused on building for the long haul. Um, like we're we're not, um, you know, we're not worried about or not interested in like the speculative nature um, of of tokens. Where we're really looking to the art world and saying, okay, here, what is something that you, as a video artist, you couldn't do before? Now you can have collectors and build a practice in, in that regard. Um, so I think right now what's happening is that um, more and more people are getting interested, but they're really um, you know, just not sure where to begin. And again, that's why we build a platform that um, is, uh, if you kind of look at it, you wouldn't know that it's blockchain. Um, it, it feels like a marketplace that you would buy something um, like that is very familiar. You buy with a credit card um, and that's very purposeful to kind of introduce people to the concept of buying and selling digital goods. And then if they want to go further into the space, um, that's, that's fantastic, um, but we want to make sure that, like, you know, people aren't getting left behind because the technology is fantastic. Just the execution um, is all over the place right now. It's a very long-winded answer. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So I gotta, I gotta uh, ask you a follow-up question before I move forward. So how, uh, how do we as artists? Uh, should look out for those bad actors and scammers because I personally get uh, tons of messages on Instagram uh, because I'm following like hashtag NFT just to kind of you know uh, keep my eyes open on what's going on. I I have so many so many messages uh, like hey we're starting this and and you're gonna you're gonna earn that and blah 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 just mint with us. So uh, I like I personally I just I I just delete everything. Uh, that actually <laughs> but, but, would be what I would say to do right now. Um, if if you're getting outbound from from anything, it's probably not um, something you want to participate in. Um, I think that the um, the projects, the organizations, the platforms who are um, again trying to go about this the the right way are taking the approach of like you know, here's what we do. Here's what we stand for. Please come to us when you're comfortable. Obviously, like, that's not to say we're not marketing. We're not, you know, um, you know, going out there and, and looking for, for more folks to bring into our, into the mix. But the way that we are doing that is through processes like residencies and, um, you know, community building and really making sure that people know that they can trust us. Um, I think that unfortunately, social media and um, anything related to NFT right now is just not safe like it's 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 really dangerous because people are taking advantage of um the like relative lack of um understanding that some people have so um i think you're doing the right thing to be skeptical of um inbound and um just really making sure that um you know you're you're patient as you do enter the space um you're not going to miss out like this is going to be here 
um, for a while. And this is, it feels like contradictory as somebody who's in marketing, who is like, like, come on board, let's all get into NFTs. But I also think that I would rather have people take their time and do it the right way and then stick around, then have somebody rush into it and not feel supported. Well, I really appreciate you validating my, my point of view that if someone is offering you a silver bullet, there's probably no silver bullet and it's, it's probably a scam. Mm -hmm. So for everyone who's listening, uh, yeah. Uh, listen to Emily, <laughs> take your time, talk to people, real people. Don't, don't, don't listen to all the DMS that, that fall into your uh, DM box on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and this is why I do conversations like this, right. Is so that people know there's a real human um, behind what we're doing at voice. It, it's, it, it pays off um, because I think like, so many people are skeptical and they should be. Um, I'm trying to be out there as like a protector of <laughs> the opportunity um, offered by NFTs. And I, and I just don't want anyone to get in, caught up in something that is detrimental to them. Well, on behalf of the art community, thank you. I appreciate it, really. <laughs> so you mentioned that this is a marketplace that is kind of understandable and very uh, comfortable uh, from the user experience perspective. So would you say it's, It's like as easy as Etsy or, yeah? Yes, actually, I love that you made that comparison because that's a comparison I make a lot um, that, that we're kind of like an Etsy um, for digital art. Um, so even the creation of an NFT, um, you can do in four steps and it takes maybe 30 seconds um, and it's free. So there isn't any, you know, some of the other creation Um, of NFT platforms, you know, you have to pay gas fees, but um, for here, you can upload it, no problem. It feels kind of like posting to Instagram. Um, and then when you're um, collecting, when you're browsing, purchasing, it does feel a lot like Etsy. Obviously, we're newer, so we're not quite as robust of a platform, but um, checking out with your credit card is the same as any online merchant. So you mentioned that it's uh, it's free for artists to join. So that means that you are taking some percentage off of the sale, right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. So okay. our um, platform fee is 5% on um, primary sales, which is um, from what I've seen um, pretty standard across the board. Um, we really wanted to make sure, I mean, we, like I think some folks take a higher percentage, but again, we're not in it for the money making right now. We're building for the long term. Um, so it's like, we only, yeah, we only, get paid when when creators get paid that's awesome well um then let's talk this is a perfect segue Let, let's talk a little bit more in detail as how voice.com is working uh what's what artists should expect um uh, the percentage of digital artists and uh, uh let's say an analog artists that mm -hmm. you have on a platform uh and then i have some other questions about your community building <laughs> processes and everything because that sounds really amazing because uh, imagining the nft platform that that creates residencies for artists that's something unheard of so uh right let's just talk about voice.com yeah so um how it works i would say that um again we we took the um the, the effort to build something that we saw gap for in the market which was an easy to use digital art marketplace. Um, and a few, you know, I mentioned the credit cards already. Um, we are a carbon neutral platform because of the blockchain we use, which um, is a really big, important um, factor for us, I think, and, and a lot of the, the folks who are on our platform as well. Um, you know, one of the major 
qualms for getting into the NFT space is the yeah, yeah. Uh, environmental impact. Um, and so to be able to offer that alternative is, is really, you know, a great um, opportunity. So um, we also have an emphasis on um, what we are thinking of as kind of in like an equalizing um, opportunity for anybody who wants to get into the digital art space. And, and what I mean by that is that anyone can create an account. Um, you don't need to have an invite um, or have any sort of um, previous status. And we purposely curate, like we have a curation team on staff who works on really making sure that um, talented art and artists, um, you know, are, are given the opportunity to succeed. I think a lot of the, the times, um, you know, people who already have kind of um, cachet are having success with NFTs, of course. Um, but what about the people who who haven't necessarily um, made a name for themselves? They deserve just as much to to make it in the NFT space. So we have a huge um, a huge focus on um, individuals from underrepresented communities um, because we already see the NFT space kind of following the path of the traditional art industry, and we're really focused on making sure that um, our community and and um, the curation that we do is is extremely inclusive, um, 365 days a year. So it's a little bit about how our marketplace works. Um, and then it was the second question as a part of that. How the hey, uh, works? Yeah, I just wanted to kind of jump uh, in the middle yeah. here. Uh, so you mentioned that you're, you're helping uh, talented individuals who are not necessarily uh, widely um, represented or don't have a, a, a lot of following or uh, already kind of uh, their own marketing on the rail uh, help to succeed. So how do you do that? So how so, do, do you, yeah. do, do you promote them somehow? Do you? Yeah, absolutely. So our homepage is curated um, by a, a team of humans. It's not algorithmic. Um, and so we, we do honestly look at everything that we possibly can on our site, making sure that um, the, the high quality art is surfaced through both the homepage um, we have, you know, our, our standard marketing channels, right? Social media, email, et cetera, um, that we, you know, make sure to um, highlight these artists as much as possible. Um, and then um, the residencies um, and and the, uh, I'll get into the residencies, but I guess the, la- the other thing is in, we have an education hub um, that we uh-huh. put together that's specifically built to um, allow people to make sure that they're, you know, getting all the information they need how to find success. So while we can't individually connect one-on-one with every person, um, we we want to make sure that they have the tools um, in order to, to do what they need to do. That sounds very helpful. So yeah, I, I wanted to ask you how many digital artists, like native digital artists versus analog artists you have on the platform, because you mentioned uh, video artists, photographers, uh, uh, there are artists who are working exclusively in the digital space, uh, like visual art. Um, I know that there are some artists who are, um, like, by the way, Sergio Gomez, who <laughs> who both know, yeah. uh, um experimenting with augmented reality uh, but there are some artists who are just you know painters or um i don't know the like fabric artists or or mm-hmm. something so who are working with a very very tangible kind of media so are they represented on voice.com as well and can you give us a little bit like a few examples of how how this kind of people can think you know out of the box to yes. get their their work into nft 
That's a great question. Um, yes, and I, and I don't have um, exact percentages that I can give you about, you know, compare, comparing digital versus um, not digital artists, but I would say it, it does sway definitely um, towards those who, who began or um, focus on the digital medium just because, you know, this is kind of like their yeah. opportunity, right? Like this yeah. is their moment. Um, but at the same time, we have a ton of um, artists who are exploring how to bring their medium into the digital space, which has been really fun. Um, so I, I, like, you know, the, the easy example is a painter, right. Who might say, okay, I'll take a picture of my, of my painting, put it online as an NFT. Great. Um, but, um, we, we just did a, um, an event with, uh, New York Academy of Art and one of the artists there, he, he painted this gorgeous painting and then he digitized it and added some like animation elements to it. So it's a painting of a fishing boat in a storm. And um, it like the water moves ever so slightly and the lightning um, kind of flickers. And so, you know, the, the, you can see the painting very clearly still, like the work is still the same, but it's got this added element as a way to kind of bring it into this new space. Um, one of the examples that I really love is um, Zoe Buckman um, was a part of our first residency last year. And she obviously, she makes physical works. Um, you know, I think she refers to herself, if I'm correct, as like a sculpture artist, um, but she's sewing and she's creating. Um, and she did a collaboration with a video artist and a poet. Um, and so she had the sculpture that Zoe made. She had the videographer um, capture this like really beautiful close-up video of it. And then the poet or a musician, she did a few of them, was like, like covering that track. Um, so it was just a way to bring this physical art into the digital space. Um, so I think you know, that's one of the things that I'm most excited to watch over the next few years is how people um, experiment with this. But I do want to say that, like, not every medium translates perfectly into the digital space. And I, I think that I've also heard from a lot of people saying, I feel like I can experiment and like discover a new type of working, um, you know, in addition or, or separate from my, you know, my physical traditional practice. And it's become a, like a place where they can experiment um, without the pressure of kind of replicating their, their success in one um, specific medium and, and exploring a, a different one. So in your experience with voice and and yeah and thank you for that explanation uh, because it's it's it, to me it's very interesting because I like I have no idea um, except for uh, yeah taking a picture and and adding some augmented reality on top of that like this is where my imagination kind of stops uh um the way you describe it uh it sounds like the voice platform or the NFT space uh, for artists is the way of experimenting and kind of taking their art uh, on a different level, which I I appreciate personally because um, another conversation that I had uh, like a couple of seasons ago uh, with someone from the uh, economy background, economic background, uh, we were talking mostly about the uh, NFT as a marketplace specifically like sort of like an auction you know like a uh, an investment platform mm -hmm. so in your experience working with the art community and being involved uh, in building the art community on the basis of the NFT platform uh, what do you see more of artists is that another creative outlet for them more than uh, an investment platform or the vice versa yeah, that's a great question. So I would say it, it 
it's both. I wouldn't, I, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, people are experimenting, people are using it as a creative outlet for sure. Um, but the vast majority of people who are getting involved in the space are doing it um, to, to earn money. Um, and, and I think that the coolest thing about it is that it allows artists to sell at like different price points and different um, like um, segmentation than they might be able to in the traditional world, right? So um, you can appeal to a, a much broader group of potential collectors um, when you're selling digitally. So you might have this physical sculpture, right? That is, um, you know, quite pricey, right? Because of all the like manual labor it took. Um, but then you turn it into a, you know, augmented reality sculpture um, and you can sell 50 of them, right? And so there you're able to lower the price um, and, and you know, bring more collectors into, into your ecosystem. So it is like, I spent a lot of time thinking and talking about how this is an opportunity for digital artists to get to be supported economically um, and uh, to I think there's a, a statement that basically was like, like turned um, digital art into like a viable career um, that you can support yourself in. Um, you just mentioned 50 pieces of NFT out of made out of one physical sculpture, let's say. Uh, I was under impression that NFT is to create uh, one token that is, uh, yep. you know, a, it, it, it exists in, in like in uh like there's only one of them exists and yeah. the only one considered to be original nft so you were talking about like limited editions yeah so it's, 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 okay. it's an additions functionality so you okay. so each of those editions is unique right but it might it might be um the same piece of creative so it's kind of like a print um in the art world okay all right, but uh, each of them has their own kind of a unique signature. Exactly. Okay, so yeah. you can yeah. track so you every might single like, one. I own edition number thirty-two. Okay. Um, and you might own thirty-four, and they look the same, but they they each have their own digital signature. Okay. Uh, well, that's interesting because I haven't heard about that possibility before with NFT. <laughs> Let's take a short coffee break. This podcast is the passion project that I produce and finance myself. If you want to support the show, you are welcome to volunteer, but the easier way is to just buy me a coffee. There's a link for it in the show notes and on our website, intheartscene.com. Thank you for your support. Since we're talking about this topic, I wanted to touch uh, a little bit on the monetary perspective so artists uh, from what i understand artists uh, is in charge of setting on their own price the platform takes five percent and um this is the, the the primary sale which is the first sale that that's what i understand so how things are working uh further down the line when when the nft is being resold from one owner to another yes from, yeah from the money perspective Yes, absolutely. So um, on secondary sales, what's the tertiary, you know, secondary sales on um, our platform fee is 2.5%. And the original creator is always going to get 10% of, um, of resales. So um, if your NFT goes out there and just continues to, to move in the market, um, it's always going to have some sort of tie back to 
you as an artist. And that's automatic, which I love. Like it's all tracked on the blockchain. It all goes directly to your account. Um, there's, there's not really, you know, there's zero extra effort um, that you need to pay attention to. So is it added to the price or like a tax to someone who is buying the second time or third time? Or is it the... Like, no, it gets taken out of the, yeah, the okay. sale price. Yeah. So, so the seller is basically paying for that. I'm trying to think of the best. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to do math in real time. Okay. So <laughs> if you sell um, your NFT for a hundred dollars for the first time, um, the seller is going to pay a hundred dollars. You are going to get $95. Then I resell it for, let's say again, well, I resell it for a hundred dollars. Yeah. That those percentages come out of that hundred. It's not added on top. Okay. I see. Okay. Got it. <laughs> you can see math is not my strong suit. <laughs> I even tried to use a hundred dollars and it was still hard. <laughs> I, I think, I think we will understand. <laughs> okay. okay. How it works now. All righty. All right. Um, so uh, yeah, let's, let's jump from, from that, from, from math, which we don't like. <laughs> onto the community building and uh, uh, all the programs that you have for artists, because that, that sounds really amazing. Yeah. So from the very beginning, before we launched the, the platform, um, we spent a ton of time talking to people. Um, we just, you know, we looked at the market, we looked at what was happening. We talked to people, we're like, what are you, what are you missing? What are you looking for? And that's how we really launched our first beta um, or our beta platform um, this past August. And we also did that alongside a creator residency um, in which we partnered with both um, artists from the traditional world who have already kind of established themselves. So Kimberly Drew, Masan Harriman, um, folks like that. And then we also partnered with, um, you know, artists um, of various disciplines who had not explored NFTs yet. And we, we worked with that group together to kind of explore how they might go about entering the NFT space and learned from them and then helped, you know, change and build the platform around them and their experiences. Um, and that, the, like, that was such an incredible experience because again, when you're building every day and you're in the weeds of like launching a product, um, it's hard to kind of take a step back and, and, you know, be a user without kind of any sort of bias. And so I, from my perspective, you know, that's the same path I took with community building is really, you know, um, how can I serve the people who are creating on this platform? How can I um, best listen to them and take their feedback and then implement it? Um, and like really also create an environment where everyone feels supportive of one, of one another, right? Like what you use a platform primarily because of what it offers you technologically, right? But you stay on a platform um, because the people you're surrounded with and, and the opportunities you're provided. So um, I'm, I'm hyper focused on, um, the community building element. And, and so the combination of, of those factors, the success of the first residency, um, you know, a lot of feedback we got from our community, um, led us to launch, um, a second season of the NFT residency, which, um, actually just kicked off today. Um, oh, cool. and it, we had an amazing kickoff call with, um, the folks who we selected and we had like over a thousand, I think like 1300 applicants. Um, wow. so it like, clearly there's a, a need for something like this. And so we're going to do more of course. Um, but just the idea that we can provide people with the resources they need to get started. 
um, give them education, give them support. Um, and, and that is, again, we'll get their feedback, right? So, so it's, it's a mutually um, beneficial um, opportunity. So we have the main residency, the um, season two, and then we also partnered with Women Rise, an, an incredible um, NFT project um, and focused on obviously um, providing access and education to women. And we're going to do a second residency with them um, and hopefully more, hopefully many more. Awesome. So how, how does this work? The uh, NFT residency, is it also happening in a digital space or you actually have like a physical space where people get together? I wish we did. Um, oh, okay. It is digital, um, which actually is very cool, though, because today on our kickoff call, we had people from at least four continents I wow. think, um, on the phone, which is really nice. And um, maybe not four, three, at least three, um, many different, um, you know, locations. And basically you, you get a stipend to, to begin your creation process with, you get a bonus on your first month of sales. Um, and then you get marketing and technical support from our team. And, and so it's like a month to two months digital residency. And part of the reason we've done it um, we've built it this way is that we want to make it scalable so that we can bring more and more people into this ecosystem um, and, and continue to to offer these resources to as many people as possible. Uh, how many of those residencies are you planning to uh, do during like in the year? And uh, is it free for artists to join? It is free. Okay. And I'm smiling because if we had our way, it would be a lot of residencies. Okay. <laughs> uh, my colleague, Eliza, who runs them is like, okay. Um, we have um, a three in the works right now um, with plans for, for many more. Um, so, so this is going to be an ongoing um, program that we run. Okay. That's cool. So this episode is going to air in the middle of August. Wow. So if you have, yeah, I'm telling you, I'm preparing it <laughs> well in advance. Oh man! Okay, so if you me. have something in the calendar for that period of time, it's it's a perfect opportunity to plug it in right now. I don't plan that far in advance. <laughs> All right, I'll hopefully, also hopefully by August we'll have done like ten residencies. <laughs> I will uh, circle back with you before the episode goes on air anyway. Yeah. So you probably will have something uh in the lines uh, and and I'll make sure to add it to the show notes. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Oh I'm so uh, excited to think about where we'll be in August. Yeah, it will be a full year of uh, of the platform, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really such big things. So uh okay the next question I, I actually had um uh, you were talking about, so you have groups of artists who were kind of established or uh, at least digital native. Then you have um, other artists who are joining the residencies and you're helping them, walking them through the uh, like the whole production of that, how to develop an idea, how to mint it, how to market it, right? Mm -hmm. So, uh, but there's, there's a whole layer of artists let's say in their uh, like in the beginning of the mid-career who want to try themselves in the nft they're joining the platform it's free they're kind of playing with tools etc cetera, etc cetera, but they still need to be able to market themselves let's say they don't have a huge following on instagram uh they don't have a huge collectors who are interested in the digital assets because mm -hmm. you know I, I, like there was a uh, a popular reel at some point on, on Instagram. I was like, look, this is this is my painting. It's like NFT, but you can touch it. 
<laughs> so their yeah. kind of their mindset is is in that area, uh, and their collectors are more like collectors of physical, um, you know, tangible art. Um, what what would you advise them? Uh, how would you recommend them to approach uh, marketing of their newly created NFT? That's a great question. So a few things. Um, first, you know, we are spending um, a lot of uh, effort on, um, you know, bringing these the digital collectors that do exist um, onto the platform to make sure that um, they're they're syncing up because we believe we have the world's best digital creators, and so um, we want to let them know that we're here and that this this art is absolutely incredible for them to to get on board. Um, so there's so there's that effort, of course. Um, and but I do think that I said this before is like what digital art does is it actually expands the the like ability to become a collector. Like I would not I am not I don't have any like fancy physical art, right? Like I, um, but I do have NFTs and I, you know, you're able to kind of become a part of um, this world in a way that um, you didn't used to be able to before. So I think for people who are launching their collections, I would say be patient. Um, On average, it takes people a few months to get really, not to make the NFTs, that's easy, but really to kind of get up to speed in um, how to talk about it, how to um, share it out there and then kind of like build up your, build up um, awareness in your own community and your, your own collector base. So be patient, number one, but two, like consider looking beyond who you might define as a typical art collector. Like a lot of people have told me that their family members are able to support them um, for the first time before, because now they can either afford um, or store, you know, like, you know, just really be a part of um, supporting individuals. And so I, I think, yeah, patience and expansion of uh, your definition of what a collector is. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, do you, uh, I know that you you communicate with artists a lot. Uh, yeah. Do you communicate with collectors at all? And if you do, uh, I am interested in the collector's point of view because, like, if I collect the art, like, and, and I'm one of those people who, like, oh, I want to touch it, I want, I want to see it all the uh, all the time on my wall, uh, or you know, elsewhere. So um, with NFT, like, I got it, I store it somewhere in the cloud or on my computer or hard drive, whatever. Uh, what do I do with it? I just kind of, you know, being happy knowing that I have it, or yeah. <laughs> Like, what what do people do? What do collectors do with it? Yeah, yeah. So we do we do talk to collectors um, and uh, talk a lot about this. And I think what what has emerged are two primary motivations for collecting digital art. Um, there is one um, portion of group people who are doing it purely to support artists. Right? They're saying like, I want this artist to be able to continue to to make more work. I am a patron of their work. Um, you know, they they may or may not display or look at this art, but really they're, they're doing it for that direct one-to-one support when we're 95% of what they're paying goes directly to the artist. That's a pretty good uh, percentage. Um, And then there's this other group who are definitely um, in it for either the the visual um, element or the display element of it, or kind of the, um, you know, societal implications of being an art collector, um, which is also great um, because uh, they are kind of 
helping push the NFT space forward and, and making us ask those questions. What do you do with this work once you once you own it? So, um, you know, a very common um, first step is a digital frame, right? So this is, you know, some people like museums are using like TVs, really. Um, but there are also like specifically created art frames that you can hang um, your NFT in your home, similar, very similarly to how you might hang a painting, but you can hang more than one. They can cycle through. Um, that's really fun. Um, depending on, you know, what type of ownership you get when you buy the NFT, um, you might be able to, you know, if you, if you own the rights to it, you might be able to turn it into something. So, um, into stickers or, you know, whatever creative ways you want to kind of, um, bring this art, um, to life. So, I think this is one of those areas that I'm watching very closely um, over the next year. And and I think a lot of um, unique use cases are going to emerge as, as we're in the space. And it's funny because you said when you said, you know, I like, like having the physical art to display, I had the, my initial reaction was like, that's exactly how I feel about books. It's like, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but I'm very much a physical book person. I like to display them. I like to hold them, but at the same time, I've gotten into you know, a, a Kindle as of late because of the, you know, it offers me flexibility and, um, you know, uh, you know, I'm able to, it's portable and all those things. So I think that there's, there's a world where both can exist and I'm excited to see what happens. That That's a great comparison. Yeah, it is. Um, do you see the percentage of collectors who are doing it specifically as the investment effort? Yes, for sure. Um, not so much, um, you know, because we avoid like the kind of speculative game, um, like the buying to just to flip NFTs kind of practice. We don't see that as much on voice, um, but we have seen a really healthy secondary market of people buying art that they believe in and then reselling it um, uh, to, you know, which benefits both obviously them and the artist. Um, but not nearly as much as you, you might expect given, you know, what's happening elsewhere in the NFT space. Okay. And you also mentioned the rights, if, if the buyer owns the rights. So is this for the artist to determine? Yes. Okay. And how does this work? Yeah. So, um, according to, um, you know, the, the like standard, um, you know, agreement when you're selling an NFT invoice, you're really selling the token um, representation of um, that um, art, but you can, um, people can put it in the description um, of their NFT. I've seen people say, you know, if you buy this, I'll send you the, you know, there's a few different things that you can say. Um, and then of course, like that is, is, it's not binding because it's in the description, but it's, you know, a relationship between the artist and their collector. Um, but I think that we'll see, you know, more and more of this as people kind of like play around with how they would like to, um, to utilize the technology, but the platform, it's not built into the platform. Um, you're only buying the token through us. Um, okay. I I have another kind of curious question. Uh, so when artists is creating a file that is minted into NFT, obviously when it's minted, it gets the unique signature so you can track it. Have you ever come across artists using the same image or the same, uh, same exact digital creation on different NFT platforms? I think it happens. Um, I would say it's not best practice because obviously your collectors aren't going to like yeah. that very much. Yeah. Um, but we, we don't, 
you know, it would be, we don't go out there kind of like, you know, cross um, examining the work. So there's just sheer volume wise, not possible, but um, I would say for, for collectors definitely to do, do their research um, before uh, making any purchases. I, I would say though, now that I'm thinking of it, some creators will, um, you know, put works up for sale on multiple platforms and they'll promise to burn the NFT um, on whichever platform it does not get sold on. So they might have a copy on two platforms. They sell it on one, they'll burn it on the other. All right. Well, and this is kind of interesting because this is, I, I think we're entering the conversation of um, how this market is going to develop going forward because uh, because it's so new. There's no... Um, there's no specific rules, there's no specific regulations or uh, ethics, right, that exists. So so it's kind of, we do have an understanding that uh, it, it's really not a best practice and you kind of have to, uh, you know, think about your your uh, collectors yep. and respect them. And, and if you promise to burn the NFT on another platform, you should do that. But, you know, again, uh, I think we have bad actors everywhere. It, yes. It's it's probably going to happen. So how do you see the development of that aspect of the market, like the rules, regulations, ethics, et cetera, et cetera, going forward? That's a great question. And one that, you know, is somewhat out, outside the realm of, of my expertise. I do think that, you know, um, there's a lot, because the industry is so hot right now and because there's so much going on, um, it is right for um, you know people taking advantage of it. I think things are going to sit, like settle, and stabilize, and give um, you know the the regulations and and platforms like a chance to kind of catch up and and come up with a way to um, better protect folks and and to kind of put guardrails around um, what individuals are doing. Um, one way that we have preempted some some bad behavior is we require um, KYC, which is know your customer um, for folks who are, um, you know, withdrawing money from our platform, which means they they have to submit a government ID um, that obviously cuts down on a lot of um, behavior that, um, you know, we don't we don't want our, our artists to have to deal with. Um, so I think that more and more of these kind of systems will will emerge. Um, but again, yeah, like this is, we're so early in this space that like, I don't expect any of the, um, any, I don't say anything, but it's like, it's going to take years, um, for us to kind of, you know, get to, get to, a, a place where all we have answers to all of these questions. I, uh, hear a lot of the, um, advocates of the blockchain system saying that the like the best thing about the blockchain is that it, it is not regulated by any government mm -hmm. so do you think it's going to be different for the fine art nft space or do you think that narrative is going to prevail um that's a yeah i think that you know we are intending to um, occupy a space that um, abides by, you know, regulations and and legal requirements. Like we, um, the block to exist without any sort of um, authority um, system is is extremely extremely difficult, right? Because it's like 
for us at least, you know, we're um, allowing people to buy with credit cards, right? So our credit card providers are, they are like, you know, they do have regulations and laws that they have to follow, which means that we therefore to partner with them have to do the same. Um, it would be very difficult, I think, to kind of operate in an entirely unregulated white space. Um, and, and that's not necessarily kind of like the, the focus that we have, because in order, like if we follow regulations and guidelines, we protect our artists and that's ultimately what we've set out to do. All right. Well, uh, that, that gives me a lot of comfort <laughs> because I, I don't think a lot of blockchains are actually uh, going after this narrative. Uh, a lot of blockchains are uh, specifically about like, this is a free world. Uh, we are, like, yeah, uh, we don't want to be regulated because it, it kind of goes against the whole idea. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that for artists to be able to, you know, or to have a peace of mind that their work is protected because they're, uh, a lot of artists are facing a lot of scam in the in the physical world and in a digital world where, uh, especially if they are not very much used to it, like like the analog artists that we were talking about, it's even more difficult to protect themselves. Yeah, like we are, you know, we're subject to um, DMCA just like you know other platforms are, and and we follow that um, to protect artists. Like I, I think we kind of occupy what we call Web two point five which is like the the middle ground between like the the tech world as we know it right now and the tech world that um, we're evolving into. Um, and and I like that <laughs> that middle ground um, because it, 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 it seems to me to, to serve all parties. All right, so uh, we're uh, we're getting close to the top of the hour. And this is where I actually uh, I usually ask my guests like do you have anything? that I didn't ask you, but you wanted to uh, bring to the conversation? Oh, I love that. I ask, I ask this question a lot when I'm interviewing people, uh-huh. but I don't often get asked it. And <laughs> such a good one. Um, I mean, I think that I, I feel like I've, I've talked about kind of like my hope that, um, you know, that people give it, NFTs a chance as really for really all they offer um, but don't feel like, again, that they need to rush into anything. Um, the envir- environmental aspect is a big one that I'm glad that we covered. Um, I guess a, a question that I get asked a lot that I really like is like, do I think any industries will be like exempt from NFTs? Like, do I think that any industries will just like totally not pay any attention or get involved? Um, and I think, no, I think that this is going to be everywhere and it's starting with the art world really, which is kind of a benefit to the art world, um, to get a leg up. But then I think it's going to permeate so many other of our societal, um, you know, areas. And I think that, um, because just the pure power of the technology and and the benefit that it has for people, um, it's going to be everywhere, but not in the next year, like in the next five to 10 years. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I really appreciate you taking time today with me. Uh, And uh, again, you gave me a lot of comfort. (laughs) This conversation was, uh, I really needed it. Ever since I heard your interview with uh, with Sergio Gomez, I I was like, okay, this is, this is the person who is going to shed a lot of light on like lots of my questions because I am, I am highly skeptical. Uh, 
I I don't see myself entering the NFT world anytime soon. Although, uh, based on what you were telling me, is like okay, this is like this is like Etsy. I might try. <laughs> I just need to come up with a cool idea how to make my art look interesting on you know in a digital space. Um, I I do really appreciate uh, your uh, standpoint of you know erring on the side of caution and uh doing as a platform doing as much as you can as you can do to support and protect artists so that that was that was like the biggest thing for me to take out of this conversation <laughs> i'm glad that that came through because that is truly what i care most about and um why i'm here all right well so how how can people find you and i will list everything in the show notes and uh yeah i'll absolutely tag you on all the social media but just just verbalize it how how can people uh, find you uh how can they find you personally if you're open to receive any questions and how they can find the platform and join absolutely so we're lucky enough to have a great domain um so we're just voice.com um so uh, relatively easy to find there um, across social media, we're at Voice HQ. Um, so if you reach out to any of you know us on any of those platforms, I'm likely to see it. Um, I am also at Emily K. Drury on Twitter. If you want to send me a DM, um, I'm relatively speedy at, uh, at getting back to them. So um, feel free to reach out. I love having these conversations. Um, I you know dedicate a decent amount of my time per day to talk to people about NFTs. So um, happy to happy to meet your community. Awesome. Well, actually, I just I just uh, came up with another question. Why voice? <laughs> yes, yes. Um, great question. So the idea is that like the the voice is back in the hands of the people. We're giving you know artists a, a voice and and a way to to kind of um, you know not be. Uh, subject to yeah let me say that again we're giving a voice back to um artists and creators and allowing them to control their own destiny well it's good to know and now it makes sense because uh the, after the first time i was like vision.com vision i was <laughs> And actually, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think I, I've, I've seen some other people uh, doing the same thing uh, like on some other podcasts. They're like, yeah, there's that platform. It's, it's kind of easy, like the domain is easy vision <laughs> because, you know, NFT is all about yeah. visual, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of think, people think we're like an audio only platform. I'm like, no, we're everyone. <laughs> it's just um, giving the, yeah, raising voice, raising our voice kind of messaging. All right. So, okay. I'm, I'm really happy for you to take time again on your busy schedule um, because I know we've been trying to schedule it for, for a while. Um, I'm really happy that we're wrapping up uh, this season with this specific conversation because it's not that very often that I can actually bring a, a good educational content uh, to to all my listeners uh, I hope this episode will go viral so people if you're listening please make sure that you're sharing <laughs> because everyone needs to know that uh, alright well thank you so much again and I will see you next time in the art scene my pleasure thank you so much for having me it has been another episode of in the art scene podcast if you liked today's conversation, please give us a good review on Apple and go listen to other great stories. Check out our website in theartscene.com 
or follow us on Instagram at InTheArtScene for more content. If you are a creative and you want to share your story, shoot us a message from the website or DM us on Instagram. Look forward to seeing you next time in the art scene.